Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. And it's a beautiful day out. And it's a beautiful morning. And we're here to launch Steve's music career. So total change in our... First of all, my, my musical music career has already been launched. Okay. So I don't need you to so, launch so, my so, shit. So, so have multiple Elon Musk <laughs> rockets with about the same results, I think. I don't know. <laughs> SpaceX seems to be doing okay, right? Was that? I said SpaceX seems to be doing okay. Oh, yeah, SpaceX okay. is doing okay. Your music career, however. Oh. Uh, oh anyway, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um... All right, man, last week we talked a lot about Biden and Afghanistan. We got pretty heated, actually. And at one point you said it couldn't be worse. And we kind of said, well, it can always be worse. It's worse. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I just, I think the way it's going, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, hey, he's got 80,000 people out. He got 90,000 people out in this amount of time. Isn't that impressive? I mean, yeah, that's good. I'm glad you got him out. But you kind of don't have a choice. And, um you know, I mean, this is just like, look, if if they, you know, Biden's sticking to the, you know, sticking to the script and saying, this is what we planned. It's just things are moving a little faster than we thought. Like this, you didn't plan for this. You didn't plan to have thousands and thousands of people stuck at the Flooding, airport yeah. and, and, you know what I mean? Like barely hanging on. You didn't plan. I mean, you know, we had 13 service members killed um, with a, you know, surprise bomb attack from, from ISIS. Uh, ISIS K, I should right. say this 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 new faction of ISIS. You didn't plan for that, you know. I mean, you're relying on the Taliban to provide you, you know, safe harbor from you know various places in Afghanistan to the airport. Which I, I don't care what you say. Relying on the Taliban is not a position you want to find yourself in. And you know, everyone's like, "Oh, it's just going fine." I'm like, mm, "No, it's not going fine." There's a lot of bad shit happening on the ground at the hands of the Taliban or other groups that the Taliban is just allowing to happen because they're the wrong people to trust in this situation. Um, and I stand by the fact that you should not have announced that you were pulling out and you should have slowly, you should have done this over a period of time. You should have said, look, and you should have had an internal time when you wanted people out. You should have made that a realistic time frame to get the number of people that were there out and then you should have started you should have started clan you know using your clandestine sources and resources to tell these because a lot of the people on the ground now are you know NGOs right non-government organizations that are you know trying to help and trying to do different things and I get your mission but look it's not going to be safe for you you have to get out now you didn't have years and part of the reason why you didn't have years to do this is because of the deals that the Trump administration made right before they left, right? And basically saying, hey, we're going to be out by this amount of time, but it's going to be on the next guy to make sure that that happens. See you later. And then Biden comes in and he's been hell-bent on getting him out from the get-go, which fine in theory, but there's a certain way that you have to do it. And between the two administrations, they just royally fucked this up. Um, they backed us as a country into a corner um, and I just, th these results aren't, th these results just aren't acceptable. You know, I think there's a point that needs to be made that is kind of a combination of what we said last week. So you were like, you can't trust the fucking Taliban. And I, I agree, but we now have someone to hold accountable. 
And I and Dan Crenshaw said we should be unleashing hell. I don't know exactly what he said on the Taliban and on the folks whose word we were counting on. And I never said we could trust them. I said we should have a mechanism in place to say, you know, in the in the international court and, and whatever. If you you know we're making an agreement here, you violate that agreement. There are consequences. In my opinion, they violated the agreement. The the agreement was you're going to grant safe passage to these people fleeing the country, and when we're gone, we're gone. Well, whether it's ISIS-K or whatever the fuck, hold the Taliban accountable for that. My, one of my favorite insulting expressions is, you had one job. Whenever someone <laughs> fucks something up and you want to give them shit about it, right. that is such a punch in the dick. It's been said to me. I've said it to people. It's a great dickish line. The Taliban, you had one job. Not to let this happen. Not saying we're not responsible for it, but I think now we should be hitting strongholds, letting them know, keep fucking with us and we'll make your well, life the problem. Happen. The problem you have, though, is that you did say you, you now you are relying on them, right? So what do you, like... You we know, were relying on them the whole time, which was never a safe bet. I agree with wait, that. Wait, what's that? We were relying on them the whole time. We've been negotiating with them for months, if not longer. Right, I mean... That, and it's, 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 it, I think it was just... I, I think it is a, it's a strategic mistake and, you know, I don't... You can, you can sit... Uh, five-star general here in front of me and he can sit here and rant on about how great of a decision it is and i will tell him to go fuck himself general because it's not going well you didn't plan for it to go down this way this is an absolute shit show clusterfuck foobar mess of a situation i don't want to hear your fucking narrative that you and all the guys are sitting around your fucking round table in the in the in the in the uh you know, or the Grand Chiefs, the Pentagon, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't, I don't want to hear that bullshit. This is not going well. And yeah, I'm playing Monday morning fucking quarterback because you guys fucked up, and that's what happens when you fuck up around for the whole goddamn world to see. Like, yeah, it's just un, like the the amount of people trying to make excuses on how this is going well is is blowing my fucking mind. One thing that Trump said that I agree with, and oddly, Bill Maher said the same thing, is. It was a mistake to pull troops out before getting civilians out. But um, yes, um, what did I what did I say last week? I was like the 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 last people like anyone who was not trained to run and shoot by the U.S. military needed to be out of there long before we started making pronouncements that we were gone. Period. Well, I mean, there's more, it's slightly more complicated than that, but the general picture, I agree with you. <laughs> like, I don't think it is. No, I don't, no, I, no, I, it is. There's, there's got to be no fucking way in hell. I'm going to make this grand pronouncement that because as soon as you make that announcement, as soon as you start negotiating with the Taliban, hey, we're going to leave around this one time, right? And then you go on national TV and you make this grand, hey, look what I did. I said, we're, we're going to pull out by this certain date because I said we were going to get out of Afghanistan. Look, we are, right? And what did the Taliban do? Hey, uh, Afghan army, Americans are abandoning you. You better, you, you, you better run with us because they're going to be gone. Right. Yeah. That's they right. went to the government and said, eh, "Hey, you know, eh, the Americans are going to abandon you. You know, you're going to have to work with us, right? And if you don't, well, you know, and and that, those negotiations and all those pronouncements are a big part of the reason why the army, the Afghan army, fell the way it did, and the government collapsed in less than eleven days, right? Because as soon as they were told that there was no that the Americans were leaving, then they just they they folded at that moment, and then it was only all the Taliban had to do was just walk by, right? I mean, because the the Afghan army now this isn't and this isn't Biden's fault, but the Afghan army felt that you know like they didn't have the support of their government, 
right? And there were a lot of issues with the Afghan army to begin with, right? Like you've got all these different tribes and groups and a lot of these people, they couldn't read, they can, you know, they couldn't read and write. And they, they, you know, it was hard Source to figure out. information is probably right. Like they, you know, like yes, getting them information was was very was was very difficult. Even paying them, there was no organized way to pay them. Some of them didn't get paid. There was a lot of just sort of poor and mismanagement. And so, the, what I would say is, you could take the most elite fighting force in the United States, and if they don't know if they're getting paid, if the government can't communicate with them. If they don't have a clear mission, if they don't know what their mission actually is, I guarantee you even our best fighting forces fall apart after so much time under those circumstances, right? So this, the Afghan army was set up to fail to begin with, um, just with the way that it was put together and with the lack of overall management. And then when you combine that with a government that was already weak and, and not, you know, I mean- Fully was dependent of, on us. Fully, yes, exactly. Fully dependent on the United States. And when we left, they had nothing to prop them up. Like, at, there was no point in time where this was going to be a successful venture. I don't care if it was 20 years, 40 years, or 100 years, right? Um, so, you know, and people point to South Korea, and like, yeah, I mean, things worked out with South Korea, but we didn't, whatever we did in South Korea, we clearly didn't do in Afghanistan. Well, right, and we didn't exactly do great in South Korea. I mean, the country got split in half, and in case you haven't heard, North Korea is isn't not, exactly Shangri-La. Right. <laughs> Um, I'm the thank you, the Captain Obvious Award won by. Um, anyway, there's one other thing about this I want to talk about. Actually, a couple others. Um, so Seth Moulton and and Peter Meyer, uh, two congressmen, went to uh, Kabul, and they did it without permission from Nancy Pelosi, who chewed them out. And I was furious with it, with Nancy Pelosi on this. To me, this felt like. You did something, and you didn't get my approval. I didn't get to be the leader of this. And these guys are both veterans, and they wanted to see for themselves. Yeah, and but ballsy Jim, as here's fuck. the thing. I, I get that it's ballsy, but, like, you can't do... I mean, we're trying to get people out of there. What the fuck are you doing? Go, like, you know how dangerous it is over there, and I get that you're veterans, but are you are what are you, are you going to fight? No, Congressman? I, I think no, they want like, to see the real deal. I get you want to see it, but, motherfucker, it's dangerous as hell, and how bad does that look? If you go over there and get yourself fucking killed, well, and then what do you do? Right, I mean, it's a really bad look for you if you're dead, and it it creates even more of a problem for the United States. Like they, 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 this I look. Nancy Pelosi is right. They shouldn't have went. They should have cleared it with her. They should have done a lot of things different. Like if you want to go and you have to go so bad, then we need to we we need to figure out an actual plan. This the way they did this was really unacceptable. I get that they're veterans. I get that they want to see it, um, but there's still a method. There are still uh, um, um, there's still a certain structure that you know a chain of command that needs to be followed. Um, and being soldiers, you know that. And they knew that they they knew. There's a reason they didn't tell her. Because they weren't gonna, they didn't like the process that they were gonna have to go through to get there, or they were gonna be told no. So they deliberately didn't say anything so that they could do what they wanted to do. And frankly, I just I, I, like that's that's unacceptable, right? Like uh -huh. you're a soldier, you know better, and you did you didn't tell anybody intentionally. He's a former soldier, so he didn't break any rules. I don't once a soldier, always a soldier. Okay, well, I I respect these guys for saying I, I respect them. I understand why they did it. I I, I completely respect it, but. 
you you know what I mean? Like, there's still, like I said, there's still a chain of command that needs to be followed. You still put yourself and whoever went with you, you still put them in harm's way. I mean, like, because they didn't fly themselves, right? Like, it's not like they hopped in their own plane and flew out there. So Cessna dropped that into right. I mean, you put you put the pilot in danger. uh, You know what I mean? You put whoever, whatever, you know, you put the entire crew that flew with you in danger. You put your lives in danger, right? Like these guys got families. Not to mention the position that you put the United States in. If you get killed, now guess what? Now we're going to war, right? Now we're going back, and we're what are we going to do, right? Well, I don't know what we're gonna do differently if they get killed. Again, I I hear what you're saying. You're not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm I'm always calling out congressmen or politicians politicians in general for political cowardice and just general not putting their money where their mouth in I mouth is, and they did right. And and I'm I can appreciate it, but at the same time, like. Big picture, like you have to look at the bigger picture. This is not just about you. And to me, this was a just about them move. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I, I don't think see it, it was. I think it was a very so, fuck this. I'm tough. I'm a badass. I'm gonna go over there. I need to see for my fucking self. I fought over there. How dare they do this and screw up the things that we built over there? I'm going. You going? Yes, I'm going. We're going. Let's go. Right. It was all. That was all me. That was all me. 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 Okay. Me. It was about them. It wasn't. And tell me how many people that got out with them. I have no idea. Is it zero? I, I have no idea. It's zero. Okay. So I, that, it's like, like See, well, that, that would have been a much better look if you'd gone there in a military right. if plane. Gonna, if you're gonna go there, you better you better come back. You better yeah. come back with a hundred. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just like, come on. Like, I, I I get it. I understand where they're coming from. I can respect it to a degree, but you got to do better than what you did, right? This this whole just fucking cowboy John Wayne bullshit. That's not what this is. This, I mean, we, we're, 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 this is, this, I mean, it's, it's bigger a, than you. I'm you're sorry. making a valid point. It's kind of funny because I'm actually condemning Pelosi in this case because her saying, oh, you shouldn't have done that to me felt like everything should be going through me. Well, you know, Nancy, sometimes. Yeah, you, but you know what? It should, this should have gone through all right, her. All right. You know what I mean? Because even if she, like, she may have said no at first, but maybe they can convince her and maybe they can figure out a better way to do it, right, than, than the way that they did it. Or at least managed to get some people out with them, right? And it, maybe they did, and they're not disclosing that people got out with them. So if yeah, that's if be. that, but I haven't seen yeah. that or and heard that, it, and, and that, I have to imagine that that would be a big part of the story if they had. So I mean, I, I just, I look, I have my issues with Nancy Pelosi, but you can't deny that she is a very effective political tactician. Oh, absolutely. And this is in her court, and I think that they would have been smart to at least bring her in on it. And if she says no, then she says no. Like, sometimes sometimes the answer is just no, and sometimes you got to listen to somebody else besides just doing what you want to do, which I think is a recurring theme in our current political and social landscape. There are just so many people who think that, oh, this is America, it's freedom, there's no rules, nothing applies to me, I should be able to do whatever the hell I want, and if anyone wants to tell me no, then that's tyrannical and I shouldn't have to do it, you know? All right, I see it differently, but I'm, I understand your points. Um, and uh, speaking of people who wanted to help get people out, um, American Stop. hero... Stop. Stop. I Ameri- can't even deal with the sarcasm. Don't All right, this then, fucking then, guy. Then take it. I, 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 so Eric Prince who is the brother of uh, Betsy DeVos and, you know, their, their, their family and most, well, it's because of him. Uh, oh, no, they were rich before that. Yeah, they, no, no, they, I know they were rich because I think Amway or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so Eric Prince is a guy who, who has become very uh, notorious over the last, I would say, what, 15, 20 years 
Um, about, yeah. I mean, really, yeah. especially during the, the Iraq War and Afghanistan. Right. But the Iraq War is where uh, he made his a, most money. You know, private contractor at uh, Blackwater uh, is the name of the is it, Yeah, it's Blackwater. And... Um, the book about it, Jeremy yep. Scahill's book, is on my bookshelf behind us. And um, you know, they're they're just uh, he's he's essentially just a uh, uh, like a mercenary, yeah. right? Oh. And and you know, pay you know, pay to play sort of guy. And he's in Afghanistan charging people sixty five hundred dollars a pop. Well, no, he tried to. He was well, turned yes, well, he, but he went there and tried, like, hey, I'll get you out of this mess for sixty five hundred dollars. Now people say, hey, that's capitalism. Like, mm, like there's a time and a place. Right? right, and this is not well, the time nor the place to try to rake people over the coals again when lives are on the line, right? And if you believe that, that's fine. But like you know, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get a little heat for I'll, it. I'll say he this. did. He claims to be Mr. Super Super Christian. He's he's very intensely Catholic. I've read the book by Jeremy Scahill, and it's it's an amazing story because. It's called Blackwater. It was called Blackwater. They had to change their name so they could still do business because they were such cowboy scumbags who were just murdering people with impunity in Iraq. Um, but they had an, what was, I think, the third largest army in... No, I don't want to screw it up. But the amount of military hardware they had was more than a vast number of countries. And it was called Blackwater because there were the Blackwater swamps on the border of Virginia and North Carolina. So they were on U.S. territory with a military force that was substantial, let's just say. Mm -hmm. I mean, lots of uh, helicopters, lots and lots and lots of ammunition and firearms, um, I you know, uh, armored vehicles. I mean, they had a ton of shit, and they were doing all kinds of shit purely in the name of money. They were, all right, I'll stop ranting about Blackwater, but Eric Prince is a piece of shit. I was glad to hear the White House call him out and say, no, we're not looking for your help. And $6,500 for someone who's trying to escape with their life, that probably seems like a deal. To you, Seems like a deal. But, if but you if, have it, if you have it, I mean, but like, if, yeah, right. To put that price tag on it and say, ah, you, you know, know, it's no, literally how much no is your ticket, life worth, right? You know, I mean, it's how much is your life worth, and I mean, I couldn't imagine being in that situation and having some guy, you know, come up to me saying, "Hey, for this amount of money, I get you out," right? Like, and, and it's just clear. like, bitch, we're in Afghanistan, so take this knife to the throat. How about that? Well, like, here's the thing. There's let's no rules here. Eric Prince wasn't saying this; he was paying someone to say it. True, 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 true. <laughs> If, back to the whole being ballsy and doing your thing. If Eric Prince had gone over there and tried to organize flights True. out, I would say, huh, you're putting your money where your mouth is. But you're not. You're just right. trying to suck money out of desperate people, you piece of shit. Um, all right, changing gears a little bit. This, is, this story is weird to me because former Heisman Trophy winner and NFL star Herschel Walker, who had been living in Texas but is a mega name in Georgia because he played for the University of Georgia, um, all-time great college player, Fascinating pro career. Was, I mean, he was a really good. He was a really good pro. Right, but it was a weird career, right? He gets traded for the sun, the moon, and the stars to go to Minnesota and basically yep. created the Dallas Cowboys yeah. empire. Right. right. Um, I mean, now he was really good in Minnesota. Oh, he, not, was, yeah, I mean, he, he was, was a great, great player. He's one of I mean, it was probably, I mean, you know, I mean, people still talk about that deal. Um, and, and we won't get too deep into the woods. But anyway, actually, I'm, I'm about to get too deep into the woods anyway. All right. But Hersh Walker, great NFL player, great college player. Um, and it's one of those guys where it's just like, man, I really wish he kind of would have just stuck to doing, you know, sports stuff and not got into politics because we've come to find out that he's, uh, he's super conservative, which is not a surprise, but he's conserv like he's conservative in the Trump sort yep. of category, um, which is bizarre. He's also, so his son is very into conservative, 
you know, Trumpism, uh, but his son is also gay. Uh, and it's, there's a lot of gay conservatives. No, out there, there's though. a lot of gay conservatives, but his gay Trump, like he he uses his homosexuality as a defense of a lot of his really obscure sort sure. of weird thing. Like it, you know what I mean? And it's not traditional conservatism, right? It's Trumpism, which the the two things often don't jive. Conservatism and Trumpism don't really go together. But then he uses his his homosexuality cross-sectioned with his Christianity, and it's like none of those things align. Kind of like Milo Yiannopoulos. Yes, kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of. Very, very in the same same boat, not quite Oh, as I can say whatever I want. I'm gay. I can do whatever yeah. I want. Yo, you can't tell me this. I'm gay, and I still right. support this, so it must be good if me as a gay person is supporting this. Well, is it? Right. That's. I mean, that's exactly what it is. So you're, that's a really good comparison. Um and I just I bring that in because it's everything with Herschel Walker now in this Senate run is very reality TV esque, um, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if he's got cameras following him around and they're going to turn this into a reality show. Well, he was on Hannity the other day, so he's, okay. well, he's that's not really I mean, no, that's not reality TV. But my point is, when I first saw this, I thought this was going to be a sideshow, kind of like all the million people trying to run for governor in California. This is real. He's a Trump-backed, super popular guy in the state of Georgia, and he's, I don't want to, you know, bring this up to be mean, but he's also got some serious mental issues that he's talked about. I mean, I think he's, you know, got multiple personality disorder, and he's, he's, uh, you know, he's got some issues, and now he's running for this. And I don't know if this is good for, I know it's, well, I don't know if it's good for the Republican Party in Georgia. Granted, he's only going to run in a primary. He's either going to get the nomination or not. Then he'll be running statewide. But, you know, this is going to fuck up their next Senate election if he gets in there. And I'm very... I just found this whole thing weird. Like, when I first, Explain that. Because the pro-Trump crowd is going to go right for Herschel Walker. And let's say they get him the nominee... Let's say they don't get the nomination for Herschel Walker. Now are you going to have a whole bunch of pro-Trump Republicans in, in Georgia saying... Fuck this, system's rigged, I'm not going to vote. Just like what got us two senators from Georgia that are Democrats in the, in the Senate now. To me, this is very disruptive to the Republican Party. Uh, I, I don't follow what you're saying. I don't, I, and, and it's, I, maybe it's, I just, I don't know how. Want to try again I, or not? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure how it does that. Like, I, I, and I'm not saying that. It's good for the because I, I think I mean I think Herschel Walker is a terrible candidate. Let's just throw that out there. Let's make it very clear. Herschel Walker is a terrible candidate. Um, he's not well read on the issues. He is using just basically that same Trumpism. Like you know, you throw a topic at him and he deflects, and you know it's about attacking the Democrats and well, it doesn't matter because the Demo whatever the Democrats want to do is the bad thing is the wrong thing. I'm going to do the right thing. What's the right thing? Well, don't we'll worry about America, that. It's, uh, I'm gonna make again. America great again because the Democrats are trying to ruin everything, right? Like that—that's his—that's how he campaigns. Now it's effective for the Trump crowd; they really like that. So that could, you know, propel him into, you know, through the primary. Who knows? Um, and I think most of the Republicans running in a lot of these red states are all following the same Trump blueprint. Sure. Right, like I mean, it, Herschel Walker—we know who he is because of his his uh, athletic career. But I don't. Is he really any much that? Is he that much different from anyone else that's running in the Republican Party? Like it seems like they're all sort of. It's like you know, it's all the same act. It's just 
you know, who's wearing the best uniform. You know, it's funny, though. When I, when I th- thought about this, I read, a, read an article, and it talked about Trump and Herschel Walker being friends from back in their USFL days. And, that, well, that's hilarious to me. Cause it is hilarious. I mean, the USFL is such a, like, uh, it's such a weird story how that whole thing went down. And, you know, its demise is directly because of Trump and his, you know, poor decision-making. Um, and, you know, it goes down, sues the NFL, actually wins the case and ends up getting $1. Technically three. Oh, You're true, a lawyer. True. It's a punitive right. triplicate. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, so he ends up getting, the you know, the $1 times three. And, um, you know, like literally like three dollars, like three single dollar bills was what he won in his case. It's just like, you know what? You're not wrong, but you're an asshole. So this is what you get. I I remember a cartoon in the Buffalo News. I'm sure it was syndicated. After that settlement came out, it was like all the NFL, it was a cartoon of all the NFL owners and the NFL commissioners fighting over, I want to do it. I want to do it. No, I get to do it. Three dollars and zero zero cents writing a check. Right. I thought that was hilarious then, yes. and it rings that much more hilarious now. And I mean, and, and listen, I mean, and what's interesting is, is that there's so many people who don't know about how the USFL folded, why the USFL folded, about that case, how that case went down, the reason why he won technically, but then the reason why he got, you know, uh, uh, the award that he got, um, and so. You know, and then you fast forward to him trying to buy the Buffalo Bills, and then that not being not that not working out, and then all of a sudden you can't figure out why he's got so much shit to say about the NFL with the whole Kaepernick thing and 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 everything else. Like, look, like this guy, the like, there's so like it's all right there in front of you, and it it was out there in front of us. Like the re, like you can go back and look through his history and see the reasons why he's going after people. He's finally in a position where he's the president of the United States. He's literally the most powerful man in the world and he is using that to go after, you know, he wants Everyone to drink the, the blood of his enemies out of a fucking skull and so he uses he used the bully pulpit of the presidency to do so. Um, and I think he, you know, he wasn't successful with the NFL um, because as much as the, the MAGA crowd loves to talk about how they're not watching the NFL and it's about to fold because they're not watching, the NFL still continues to break records with the money that they bring in, even in a year in which they didn't even have fucking fans in the stands. Right. So, good job, MAGA. Way to tear down the NFL. It's oh, only it's, a matter it, of time it's now. A matter of it's coming up. It's, it's <laughs> only a matter of time. Te- technically, everything's a matter of time, Steve. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so a uh, couple stories about COVID that you brought oh, to my attention. Both of them are so warm. Um, okay, a couple stories about COVID that uh, that you brought to my attention that I don't know the details on. Um, I mean, I read the stories, but I don't know what what made you uh, find those particular. One was a nurse who um, died of COVID while pregnant, yes. and she was an anti-vaxxer. And yeah, I mean, it's just the, you know you, you've got these stories, um, and they're they're heartbreaking to me. Um, let's not. You know, I don't want this to to seem like I'm I'm shitting on the grave of someone who died. I'm not pointing it to point out, say, ha ha, you were anti-vaxxer and now you're dead. No, it's like, guys, this is these. There are real life consequences to to the decisions that people are making. And while we can we can absolutely say um, that you know there are concerns about the long term effects of the vaccine. You're, you're right, but you also have to take into account like the million, the number of people who have received this vaccine, you know, since you know March or, or February when it was made avail- available, 
Um, and you've got you've got millions of test subjects, and a lot of people don't like that. They're like, oh, well, I'm a test guinea pig, and blah 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 blah. But you know, the the vaccines you've taken in the past, or you know, a lot of the drugs you've had in the past, don't have nearly the number of people that have taken them this early in the game to be able to draw data from. And right now, the data says that the vaccine is safe. Right. right. And and the anti-vaxxers will say, well, I know this guy who knows a guy who read a story about a guy who had a seizure. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Or I know this person and, and they had a bad reaction. What was your reaction? You know, they, they didn't feel well after and blah, 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 blah. How long did that last? Well, it lasts like a day. Okay, that's everybody. And then you're literally fucking fine after that. Um, you know, I mean, it's just like, look, in, in are, is there a possibility that of the millions of people who have taken it, there are some who are going to have a bad reaction to it? Absolutely. Um but which is true of about just about everything in the world. Which is literally true of everything in the world. I mean, I mean, there are people out there who are fucking allergic to water. So I mean, in the end, like, look, I, again, I, I'm done arguing with people about taking it. You don't want to take it, fine, don't take it. And some people have legit reasons on why not to take it, right? Like, yeah. I've got uh, a friend of mine. Her son has to take um, a certain combination of drugs and they don't think that the vaccine would be would mix well with those particular drugs right and he's had issues with other vaccines in the past so she doesn't want her son to take it that makes sense um you know there are other people out there who um you know there's like we've talked about in the past women who have concerns about fertility um that aren't taking it but now where this story comes in about the nurse is you know like she was pregnant and she didn't get the vaccine, and her baby died. Um, you know, she was—I forget how many months pregnant she was—but the like seven or eight, if I remember the story. Yeah, right. it was but late. The, but the baby ended up passing, and they said, "Look, your your baby's not going to make it. Um, you know, COVID is is killing both of you. So now we have to basically treat you as if you were not pregnant because your baby's not going to make it. And if we we want to at least save one of you, and so we're gonna we're gonna treat you as if you weren't pregnant." And they tried, but it was too late, and she ends up dying. Right. Um, and it's just an incredibly sad story that feels like it just didn't have to be. Right. And there's a ton of them out there. Right. And there's just so many of them out there. And, you know, there are the people who, you know, are anti vax, anti mask. You know, you can't tell me what to do. I, I, like, it's a free country. And, but then, you know, all of a sudden it's like you're, you're dying. Right. Right, you're, and you're, unfortunately, you're, despite right. the rumors, there are no actual treatments that are reliable. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing: there are treatments, right? You get people hydrated, ventilators, intubation. There's things you can do to try to sustain people's lives, but there's no medicinal treatment that has any validity to it. We went through the hydroxychloroquine thing. Now we've got ivermectin getting thrown out there like that's. Can you talk uh, about ivermectin quickly? Sure. I did a little uh, whiskey shot on that that I put out uh, on Friday. Um, but ivermectin is a drug that is used for, it's, a, it's anti-parasitic and it's used for both humans and for animals. And apparently people are buying, because you have to get it by prescription as a person, they're bypassing the, uh, the system and getting ivermectin for animals, including for horses and, um, trying to treat themselves because they heard on some show or some website or some whatever and this shit flies around there just like hydroxychloroquine. Now, that came right out of the president's stupid face. But um, it doesn't work. And when you, just because you heard it on the internet doesn't mean a thing. What I said on my, on my quick hit uh, on Friday was, don't listen to me. Don't listen to fucking Sean Hannity. Listen to your doctor. Find a medical professional who knows what they're talking about. And if they are all competent, I, I will tell you with 100% certainty, 
anyone who isn't a nut job is going to say, don't take this by your, on your own. And by the way, it probably doesn't do any good. And the worst part, and there's, there is a complication of this, it makes my statement a little bit goofy, but the dose for humans is three milligrams. The dose for a typical size horse is a bit over a hundred. So if you take a horse sized dose, you're probably putting yourself in a much greater health risk than certainly than getting the vaccine. Well, so in the state of Texas, they had a 500% increase of people calling poison control because of people taking ivermectin. Okay. A 500% increase of the calls to poison control. What do I do? Because people are literally shitting their brains out. Right, there's, That's there's, one of the, yeah, dizziness, diarrhea, uh, right, and there's, nausea, uh, and comas. Right, I mean, <laughs> the, the, there are multiple stories of people shitting themselves in public because they took way too big of a dose. Like, they took it at all, but whatever right. dose they took was more than three milligrams. And, you know, like, they have uncontrollable shits, and they are literally shitting themselves in public and then asking for help, like, I can't stop shitting myself. I shit myself at the store at, at you know, Lone Star Grocery, and what do I do? This doesn't seem like something I want. And they're like, and, you know, what's amazing is that the hardcore true blue believers are just like, oh, yeah, you just got to weather the storm. You'll be fine. Keep You'll taking be, it. Sh like, shit that COVID right out. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's, it's just so insane. Like, I actually posted something on my Instagram story because there's a few people that I know that are, like, just, you know, anti-vax, anti-everything. And I'm like, look, I don't care whether you take the vaccine or not. I don't care what your political views are. I know everything's a conspiracy. And you think that Joe Biden is, a, is, a, is really a Chinese hooker that is trying to manipulate the United States to turn us all communist. That's fine. And a pedophile, of course. Right. All that is fine. But please do not go to, you know, Ace Hardware and grab some ivermectin and start pumping it like it's shots of Jameson. Can you just not do that? Right, like well, apparently I can't, so the question is no because they can't stop. Well, I, I mean, unfortunately, no one that you know, none of the 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 extremists at my gym have taken it yet, to my knowledge. But I just I worry, right? Like, I mean, w one, like you know, these are people that I have spot me. Like, <laughs> please don't shit yourself while you're spotting me. Okay, you just created a visual image for me that I yeah. actually, if you go to Steve's gym, I will give you ivermectin. <laughs> Gross, awful. You're an awful human being. I am. Uh, you know, but yeah, it just it, it, like stuff like that concerns me. You know, um, and, and then there's the the next story is is John Pierce that you brought up. So he was a lawyer. Yeah. So yeah, John Pierce is this. He's a he has branded himself or fashioned himself like the defense attorney of the oppressed conservatives. Right. right. So he's defending. Uh, he was defending a number of January six defendants. Um, you know, in their various cases from, from, uh, the, the January 6th. Yep. Uh, and he didn't show up to court one day and his law firm confirmed that he, uh, was not only in ICU, but he had been intubated and he was non-responsive, uh, due to COVID. And, you know, John Pierce is a huge anti-vaxxer, huge government conspiracy, conspiracy. They're out to get conservative sort of guy. Um, you know, made a lot of really, you know, shitty statements about the vaccine and people who took the vaccine and how they're sheep and COVID is, is, you know, first it was it's a hoax so and, you know, then he went on to, well, it's not a hoax, but it's really not that bad. And my immune, I have more faith in my immune system than some, you know, than, than big pharma, you know, and all that other shit. And it's just like, you know, it's so funny people saying how, you know, oh, they're, they're anti big pharma, then they get COVID they find their ass in the hospital, and it's just like, well, who do you think is going to save you now? 
Right. Right. I mean, it, like, because well, any... give me ivermectin, which is made by big, big pharma. pharma. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, aside from I mean, aside from the psychopaths who want ivermectin, I mean, once you go in the hospital, like, listen, even the fucking saline drip that they give you is big pharma. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, every you know, like everything they do. I is, can tell you who makes it. Yeah. I, I, exactly. So I mean, it's just like everything they they do to save you from that point or to to help you deal with it is big pharma, right? Like, and it's just like, oh, it just it's it, again, it's just sad because some of this shit is so avoidable, right? Like every you know, like there's so many cities down south. Um, you know, these states that were so proud to talk about how they don't mask and they're anti-vax and you can't force people to vaccinate, okay. And now they're, you know, all their major cities are out of ICU beds. There was a, there was a story about uh, a hospital in Iowa who they were completely out of ICU beds. Yeah. And they called a hospital in Connecticut and said, we need to intubate. Can we send this person to you in Connecticut wow. from Iowa? Wow. Right? Like, I mean, in, in, look, man, I, I, I get about the sensationalism of the media. And people are like, well, I mean, they're just, made, you know, like, people wouldn't make such a big deal about it if they wouldn't, you know, if they wouldn't tell all these terrible stories about the stuff going on. Like, they just highlight the worst of the worst. And it's like, yeah, they do. But these stories are everywhere. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't like the media talking about it, but it's still real. Like, there are no ICU beds in Houston, in New Orleans, in Iowa City, in, um, you know, lots, lots basically places, the entire yeah. state of Alabama, the entire state of Mississippi, the entire South, basically, is out of ICU beds because they're filled with people with COVID, people who don't have COVID but have emergencies that need intensive care, can't get into these ICUs. People are being intubated just in the fucking hallway, right, in some of these hospitals, Right, and it's just like, oh well, it's not that many. It's only 10, 15, 20 hospitals. Like, only, right? Oh, it's all. It's. I mean, it's all. Like, I mean, only. Like, we're talking about, you know, multiple hospitals throughout the country that don't have another fucking bed to put a person in, all because they're suffering from this particular virus. And you still want to downplay it like it's no big deal, and you want to go with, I trust my immune system more than I trust big pharma, right? It's just like. <laughs> And the people, and some of the people who who have the audacity to tell me how great their immune system is, I'm like, do you do you understand how the human body works? And do you understand the amount of abuse that you put your body through on a daily basis with the way you eat and your lack of exercise and the way you drink and the way you smoke and everything else? And you think your immune system is the one that's going to rise above all, right? Are you fucking kidding me? It, it, it's I, unbelievable. I was in a bar the other day, just down the street. And some guy was like, can you believe we're doing all of this for something that only kills 1% of people? And this guy was 75 pounds overweight and going out to smoke later. And I'm like, okay, it's 1% total, but people in your condition, it's a lot higher. So you might want to well, tone and, that and down. People, people love to throw, it's only 1-2%, right? That's a lot. <laughs> like, do you know how many people there are on the planet? Do you know, just fuck that. You know how many people are in, in the United States? Right? We got 350 million, million roughly, right? right? Or 361 million Somewhere people, whatever, right? But you got over 300 million people. So what's 1% of 300 million? 3 million. Right? Yep. 3 million. So that's I the mean, population of West Virginia times three. Right. So, I mean, we're talking about wiping out an entire state. Yep. Right? Yep. It's just like, well, it hasn't, like, it ha it's only killed 650,000 people in the United States. 
Like, you know, and of all the numbers, only 650,000. Well, that's a bullshit number, though, because if you died in a motorcycle crash, that's my favorite one. Right. If you died in a motorcycle crash, you tested positive for COVID, it counts as a COVID death. It doesn't. Okay, well, even if it did, right. how many people are, so eight people are, of those 650,000, you've right. got eight cases that were wrong. Thank you, you've shot me down, you fucking But even, even if you take the 650,000 and then you just cut it in half and say, all right, fine, it's 325,000, right? Because some right. of these deaths you guys you... don't want to count, fine, we won't count them. But still, we're talking about filling, you know, you take Ohio State football stadium and you fill it three times right. over fill... and then kill everybody in it. We're Tennessee, cool with that? T- Tennessee Stadium, Beaver Stadium, Penn State, and Ohio Stadium, that many people. Right. And that's if we're cutting the number in half. Right. I mean, that's fucking Dark Knight Rises times three, right? Right. And who's going to go back to the comic book? I know, man. I just, I got, I, that's what I grew Understood. up with. But I mean, it's just like, and think about this. Think about this. I'm not comfortable with the fact that the police kill a thousand people a year. Right. Right. I think that's too many. And I think that we need to make a bigger deal about a thousand people dying a year. And now we got fucking 650,000 people dead because of COVID. Yeah. Right. We had 3,000 people that died in 9 11. Right, which is coming up, but like, are you, guys, like, are, are we're so we're like, and, and guy, this is over the course of what, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, but, but everyone's cool with these one percent. By the way, one, one, two percent, and it's creeping up towards two percent. By the way, but I mean, it's just like, I, I, it's it's so frustrating the lack of empathy, the selfishness, the self righteousness, um, the ignorance. Uh, and and just the the spoiled brat, you know, you can't tell me what to do. I'm the boss of me, and I don't like your. I don't like this rule. I don't like that rule. None of this shit applies. The best the best are the police unions saying that they don't want to do it. How fucking ironic! You got the police who uphold the law. Who if you don't like if you don't put your hands in the right position, those motherfuckers will tell you they have the right to shoot you. Because you didn't listen right. to them, and it's just like, hey, can you take this vaccine? Can you wear a mask? I, I don't need I'm, I'm quitting my fucking job. I'm not going to I don't comply. need this. I'm not complying. You can't make me do this. Like, you motherfuckers. Right? Speaking of motherfuckers who are being spoiled children about the vaccine, my boy Cole Beasley. All right, let me say, as a player, I love the guy. Cole Beasley, receiver for the Bills, receiver formerly for the Bills. of the Dallas Cowboys. Correct. And he has been very vocal on Twitter about he's anti-vax. And then he did the whole, I'm not anti-vax. I just am about freedom, and I think I should have my own choice. Which, by the way, you fucking do. And the NFL protocol basically says, okay, if you're vaccinated, you get treated this one way. If you're not, you get treated another way. Welcome to life, kid, because there's lots of things there. If if you get a driver's license, you get to drive. If you don't, you don't. If you, I mean, there's a ton of things where if you behave one way, you get one thing. If you do it another way, there's a different set of rules. He decided, he got sent home from the Bills practice because a coach that had been vaccinated, tested positive, and he later would get fined 15000 just under $15,000, along with a guy named Isaiah McKenzie, also received for the Bills, fined $15,000 um, for not wearing their masks properly and not being vaccinated. Isaiah McKenzie, did, by the way, announced he got vaccinated his first dose today. But Cole Beasley was just throwing a snit, and he put a tweet out there that made me lose my fucking mind. He said, I don't see what it is. This guy tested positive. He got the vaccine. I was around him. Um, what good are masks if I didn't even get it? Because the vaccine also prevents transmission, you fucking moron, which is where you were calling it selfish not to get it. It's not selfish. If you want to kill you... That's your choice. But when you choose not to be part of the collective, you know, 
group to try to protect society as a whole by not getting this thing and possibly making you a spreader, possibly causing uh, mutations and, and other variants. You are literally shitting on your teammates and your team. By the way, I have huge hopes for the Buffalo Bills this year. And if this clown fucks it up because he didn't want to bend to the rules, let's just say I will not be asking him for an autograph. Uh, but one other part about this, though, one of the other people that had to quarantine was a defensive tackle named Star Latuale. From Star Latuale sat out last year because his mindset was, "I'm a pretty big guy. I have to carry a lot of weight. I probably shouldn't be carrying. I don't want to be around this." That guy forfeited a year of salary, which I believe he was making ten million a year, mm-hmm. and he had to quarantine because of people like Cole Beasley not getting vaccinated. So. I, I'm, I mean, again, if he fucks up the season, I will lose my damn mind. I, I, look, I mean, as it relates to the NFL, um, you know, the NFL is, you know, example number one of, you know, they, they take, they look at every tactical advantage when it comes to winning, right? Right. I mean, you know, you got Bill Belichick and, and, and Andy Reid covering their mouths when they're calling plays and, and you know, like kicking and people. Recording other teams' practices. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I mean, like like every little thing, right? And this, the stuff that these players do to take care of their bodies and this and that and everything else, right? And so when you look at it, like for, for me, if I'm playing in the NFL, right, I'm looking at it and saying, look, I don't, one, I don't want to get fined. Two, um, I don't want to get I, I don't want to get quarantined slash suspended or whatever because of this whole thing. And, and if I'm a contributor, even if I'm not, right? Just like even if you're just a guy that's basically uh, uh, like a special teams player, whatever. You don't want to cost the team in any way, right? So you get you you get the vaccine because it's it's literally a tactical advantage to not have to worry about that sort of thing. And if it helps to limit the spread of the virus, and you can keep your team and a bunch of guys from your team from getting it, then, then you do it. Um, and and you know, but a lot of people are going into this. Well, I have to put it in my body, so you can't, you shouldn't be able to force me to put something in my body that I don't want to. And while I completely understand that, and that is valid, shut the fuck up and get the vaccine. Shut the fuck up, period. <laughs> Whether you get it or not. Railing against it drives me crazy. And let me just say, I think I've said this on the show before, but if I haven't, I have gotten vaccines that I would not have otherwise gotten because of my job. I traveled to India. I had to get a hepatitis A and B vaccine. Um, I forget. I, I think MMR, which measles, mumps, and rubella. Yep. And I think a few others. They had to put a bunch of needles in me. I had to go back multiple times. Would not have had to do it, but I was putting myself in harm's way by going to India. And the, the country of India wouldn't, I don't know if the U.S. wouldn't let me out or India wouldn't let me in, but I was not allowed to take that trip unless I submitted to that rule. Right. It's a rule. And so when, when I hear Ted Cruz railing about, I don't want government mandates, I don't want government mandates either. This is not a government mandate. No, this, this is your employer. Mandate. Right. This is, a ju- this is a private entity saying, if you want to play in our field, make a shit ton of money, be a star, have kids begging for your autograph then you have to make this decision. Or, and again, they're not even forcing them. They're saying, but if you don't make this decision, we're going to stick a swab up your nose every day. Right. You're going to have to wear a mask. You know, and the, I have to wear a mask. It's not fair. I took my mask off, got caught. Got caught, by the way, by an official who was there to teach them about COVID. <laughs> so literally, the guy either just given or was about to give a, a lecture on, here's the dangers of it, here's why you should do this. And that guy, in front of him, you take off your fucking mask. 
It's like, well, it was only for five feet. I don't give a fuck, moron. Well, and I mean, man it's, bun, but, okay. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really, um, I think just a lot of people's response to this is it, it just, it just shows the, the, the lack of maturity, um, and, and this, this faux sense of intellectualism that exists, Bingo. uh, you know, a lot of people with the, well, I've done my research. Like, oh God. Okay. I read shit on the internet. Uh, let me, let me right, translate like that. That's, you know what I mean? And, and, and again, that's not research at all. You know, and a lot of people aren't reading like, you know, did you read the, did you read the medical journal and what it said? Like, oh yeah, I, I, I read it. Right. Did you, or did you just read the abstract summary, the first line or the one line that said the one thing that they, you think confirms that. your, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, I mean, there's just so much bullshit with, with, with that, you know, sort of faux intellectualism. I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not a virologist. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Right. And I'm not, I'm not pushing the vaccine one way or another, but I go back to the, it's, which do I trust? My immune system more or big pharma with the with the vaccines? It's not a great decision either way, you know. And there theoretically could be repercussions and everything else on on either one of those. But I I, I don't like the numbers. You could sit there and say ninety eight percent or ninety nine percent chance of survival and, and blah blah blah. And people want to try to get it down to the decimal, right? Like it's it's ninety nine point oh one two five, right? right? Or, or or whatever. And and it's just like you're still talking about hundreds of thousands of people that are dying. And look, it's not so much the dying, right? Like yeah, you're right. It's only yeah, you got a pretty good chance of surviving, but surviving with what? Right, because I know plenty of people that ha that had it in 2020, that are still dealing with after effects of this fucking virus, lung right. issues, heart issues. Right. They're worried about blood clots. They're worried about all sorts of things, and 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 I just, as a person who had it, and it crushed me. Right, I was like, I do not want to deal with that again. Right, right. I just, I just don't. I mean, you talked about it last week. I didn't know it was that bad for you. Yeah, but. I mean, it was well because I couldn't talk. Right. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how bad it was. Right, you know. I mean, it just, it was fucking awful. Right, and then seeing what happened, what it did to my sister, knowing what it did to Cyber, um, and Cyber was a teammate of mine who, who it, it, it killed. Um, right. I just, I, 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 I it, to me, it was, it was a no brainer to take the vaccine. Um, and my other question is, you know, how long? Right, is going to be long enough for people, right? Like how, like so, it's been like I got the vaccine in March, the first one in March, and then the, the second shot at the beginning of April. Um, how much longer are people going to be able to say, well, we we don't know what the effects are, right? Right. right? By the way, the FDA has now formally, uh, totally approved the Pfizer vaccine. Mm -hmm. So people saying I'm waiting for for the FDA to approve it. Well, I mean, we knew we, we knew that was bullshit, but I yeah. mean, I, I guess the question is how how long. After I get this vaccine, do I have to, will it be long enough for people to say, all right, that's long enough. I mean, I guess it's fine. Um, and I guess the better way to put that is how many more people are going to use that as an excuse to not get it. And in the meantime, get COVID and die when they might have been able to prevent it. Right. And, and not be in that situation. All right. Let's move on from COVID because we've got two back-to-back -back lawyer stories. Yeah. Candace Owens is a lawyer, right? No. No? Oh, I thought no. she was. Oh, I thought I mocked your profession because of her once. Are you okay. fucking kidding me? I thought she was. Do you know her story? I know, oh, that's right. She's always been media. I'm sorry. I'm no, she doesn't even. Bro, she doesn't even have a fucking degree. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, but she does have a big mouth. 
Right? I mean, she like she barely graduated high school. So, okay, I did, I did not know that. Well, but, because it, her her story is really like she's such a piece. She's uh, she, you know, like so she in high school she sued her high school for okay. racism. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big thing, back. and she won, right? And she won, and then she was a big left wing. She's huge anti Trumper in like 2015. Um, super progressive, all that other stuff, and then she, you know, and per usual, you know, progressive liberals are a bunch of assholes. <laughs> um, you know, speaking generally, not all of them, but many of them are assholes, and they turn on each other all the time. She got turned on, like other people we know, and then got really pissed, and so she went all, the, you know, she swung all the way the other direction, right? Um, to become who she is now, and um, has found a lot of media success with it. And, um, but like she tried to, you know, she tried her hand at school a couple times and it didn't work out. And I don't know, like school isn't for everybody, but you know, she also supposes to be this great intellectual and she she is is not, (laughs) uh, but she's getting sued, um, for a hell of a lot more than she's worth by Kim Klasik, who she was, Kim, Kimberly Klasik was the black female who ran for Congress out of Maryland um, I think she was running for, um, uh, oh, God. Um, I want to say John Lewis, and that's not right. All right. Just... Uh, Elijah Cunningham's seat. Okay, there we go. Um, she was running for his seat in, in Baltimore, and, and Kimberly Klasik, you know, conservative, Trump, you know, and she was black. She's a very attractive girl, and she used that to her, you know, to her advantage, which nothing wrong with that. I totally get it. Uh, but... She she gets blown out of the water, right? And she is suing Candace Owens for uh, defamation. Defamation, yeah. And it's just this back and forth sort of. But how did you defame her? She said she was a stripper who was using campaign funds to fund her cocaine habit. Yes. So that's a bit of an accusation. Yes. That's not this person's right. a bad candidate. That she's a stripper well, who's yes. <laughs> robbing people and, and it's going up her nose. And. Candace was saying that, like, cost her, you know, cost uh, classic support and uh, ultimately probably, you know, very much derailed her her candidacy. Um, and so she sued her, which she rightfully should. And, you know, now Candace Owens is on the defensive. Um, and it's just sort of interesting to see. And this is sort of kind of going on. There's more of this sort of, uh, you know, MAGA, you know, sweethearts sort of kind of going after each other and, and taking each other down. I know Candace Owens and Tommy Lauren had a thing going back and forth, right. and they are really not big fans of each other, which is not a surprise at all. Um, it's not a surprise that Tommy Lauren is not a fan of Candace Owens. Uh, I, I always wonder though if that's a if we fight, it keeps us both in the in the narrative. No, not the way that they're fighting. Okay, like they're they're. I've watched a lot of pro wrestling as a kid. That's yeah. Feel, this feels this like hacksaw jig. I mean, I mean, this is this this feels like some not very smart people that are. Very jealous of each other that are, you know. Also true of the WWE guys, but okay. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just, I, I, I don't buy that. They're not that smart, right? They're not that smart. They're not that savvy. Like they're, right. they're just petty bitches, um, which not because they're women. They're just, that's no. just bad. I don't don't even defend it. But either way, um, so that's what's going on with her. So uh, she probably gets smoked in that case legally. Um, and again, she's getting sued for like $4.5 million and I thought it was $20 million. Oh, maybe it is twenty million. I think it's twenty. Either way, she ain't worth four point five or twenty, 20 right. and she's she's gonna have a problem uh, if she if she, if that case goes on and she loses. And speaking of people who are losing cases, our girl Sydney Powell, former Trump lawyer, Sydney, is basically getting told you have to pay. I think it was Michigan, state of Michigan, said you have to pay for your. Well, 
legal stuff. Well, it, first of all, it's a uh, it, it's a federal case, so oh. it's federal. It's not just the state of Michigan, oh. but it's just out of the, the, state of the state of Michigan. So, yeah. Long story short, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, um, you know, a number of the uh, of the attorneys associated with the with 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 Trump That's and trying <laughs> to sue to to you know basically get him in office and and overturn the election. Um, they got their asses handed to them in court, and it, it uh, is not pretty. And they are, uh, you know, I mean, if you if you <laughs> if you read the decision, the court, I mean, the judge, like she lambasted them. Um, she sent them out for sanctions um, to basically every state, uh, you know, that where where people are licensed. You can't play in the and, legal sandbox and, anymore. I mean, either we're talking suspension or debarment, in you know being disbarred in in multiple states. Um, and just basically saying like, look, you completely abused the process for, you know, bullshit reasons. And you, you knew what you were saying wasn't true. You knew that you didn't have the evidence that you said you had. You didn't do the proper due diligence and research before putting this out there. You knew that these cases didn't meet multiple thresholds, not to mention the unexcusable errors um, that were found over and over again, which remember we talked about right. like some of the, errors, the wrong state, wrong, you know, wrong state, wrong County, wrong name, spelling things just completely wrong. These are all huge no, no's in court. You could say, Oh, it's not a big deal. But look, if you're, if you're claiming something happened in a County that isn't even in the state in which you're filing, how the fuck am I supposed to be able to provide, you know, any sort of fix to that situation <laughs> right. if I'm a judge or a court? Like, I can't. So, I mean, like, these are things that just were so unforgivable that even a first year, first, second, third, year, you know, a law student wouldn't make these mistakes. Um, and they got called to task for it. And it'll be really interesting to see you know, where it goes once the final decisions are made. And let's point out, when she first start, started getting sued and facing legal trouble, her defense was, no reasonable person would have taken me seriously. Yeah. You literally, your defense was, I'm clearly pulling this shit out of my ass. Come yeah. on. No way would anyone take this seriously. Well, now we're talking about you abusing the system that you took an oath, right? There's a, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a legal right. thing. Once and, you pass that, you know, soon you pass the bar, you take, you know, like they right. swear you in and, um, yeah, it, it is. And, and it's, it's, it's good to, it's, it's good to see that this is not just being ignored. Yeah. Um, that what, you know, what they did was egregious. Um, it did hurt our democracy. I think there are still ripple effects that, sure. are, are, that it's impacting. Um, and there needs to be a price that, that is paid. Um, and the problem is I think that they help contribute to the state that the body politic is in right now. So, there's a lot of people who aren't going to see this and heed the warning. Now, there's a lot of attorneys that will, because <laughs> yeah. like Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, if they get disbarred, right, and they have to pay sanctions and things like that, uh, there's a lot of attorneys who are going to think twice about going on this on these sort of fishing expeditions that they went on. But you know, in terms of just the average schmo Joe, you know, want to argue politics speak, right? at the bar, you know, they, those people are going to dig in even further and say, see, they're out to get us, and even the courts are against sure. us. And, and it's just like people are going to ignore the fact that, you know, some of these judges were, you know, that are... Trump appointees, right? Right. You know, I mean, they're going to, they're going to look right past that and say that they're out to get us. Um, and I think that it's it, like 
and I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen because of this, but I'm going to say, like, this is going to drive people further apart. It's going to drive a wedge further in. It's not going to bring people together. People are going to dig in even harder and come to the defense of a Sidney Powell and to the defense of a Lynn Wood. They're going to completely ignore this entire decision where it says everything they told you was bullshit. Right. right. And it's just like, no, 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 no. Cause I know, right. Like, I mean, I've done just, my research, right. I've done my research. I saw the affidavits like an affidavit isn't worth the fucking paper it's written on. And what made it even worse is that they were taking affidavits from different, different court, from different cases, from different States, and then submitting them into, you know, submitting them in Michigan, even though it was from Indiana or whatever. And it's just like, this doesn't apply. This, this, this doesn't even apply to the case in which you're submitting. So why were like, did you even read it? Um, it just like you, if you get a chance, read the decision. Um, it's really eye opening. It's all stuff that we knew. You and I talked about this it's stuff that I was pointing out from the beginning. And, you know, she put it in a very, um, <laughs> uh, uh, and it, it's, it's actually kind of funny to read. Like, I mean, if, if it wasn't, if the, if the results weren't so serious, um, you know, of, 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 of their actions, uh, you know, what they did, then it, it, it would be just hilarious the way this Judge Lambase thing. If it was an episode of South Park, it would be great, but it's real. Right, this is, this is real. Um, so we've got a couple things to talk about before we go, and one of them is Lieutenant Michael Byrd, who is the um, Capitol Police officer who shot and killed a- Ashley Babbitt. So Ashley Babbitt has kind of become a cult hero amongst the MAGA alt-right crowd, and she was the woman who was shot and killed uh, at the Capitol on January 6th. And the Capitol Police had done a lot to protect his identity. He finally came out and gave an interview with, was it Lester Holt? I think it was Lester Holt. And uh, I watched the interview. Did you have to see it? I did not. I, it, saw, I, I saw that he came out. I saw he's, you know, he's a, a black man, um, which I think complicates things even more. Yeah, um, You know, I mean, at least for, for the people who think Ashley Babbitt is a hero, um, they're definitely going to try to spin that. Uh, but it, it's, um, I, I didn't get to see the interview. He was very compelling. He was obviously, you know, he basically said, I did my job because I thought I had to. They showed the footage of him literally pointing the gun at Ashley Babbitt for several seconds, clearly, I mean, because he was, you know, motioning, basically, he's obviously yelling, stop, stop, stop. She doesn't, he shoots, she dies. And I, he, I don't know if he said this or if I just inferred it, but it became my feeling that he uh, he chose to put himself out there because I think he was tired of his colleagues being threatened and harassed. Yeah. And are you, so I think he's a very, he was very brave for coming out. He certainly didn't have to do it. I also think it bears mentioning that unlike a cop walking the beat or whatever, his job is not just to, you know, catch criminals or deal with criminals. His job is to protect the people he's charged with protecting. In the building. In right. the building. So if he... If he doesn't stop that crowd, he's gonna. His mind has got to be. Look, my job is to save these. They're people. trying to break in to a secure area. They kick the window open, and she is climbing through. He sees her trying to climb through with a mob behind her. Right, right. None of those facts through, you can deny. Door. None of those facts you can deny. You can't say that it wasn't a secure area. You can't say that they didn't try to break the door down. You can't say that she didn't kick the window through and break it. You can't say she didn't try to climb through it. And you can't say he didn't tell her to stop multiple times. Right. Right? And then when she came through, he put rounds in her. And she died. Yep. Right? Now, take away the fact that if... Let's remove the fact that it was it, it was even at the Capitol. Let's just say it was at somebody's house. Right. What the fuck would happen? 
right? right. If, you're a, if you're a conservative, if you're a MAGA, chances are you're a 2A supporter. Chances are you got a gun in your house. And if that person was doing that, Crawling if she was trying window, to crawl right? through your window and you are sitting there with your gun, would you have even told her to stop or would you have just fucking shot her? Right? I mean, I, I mean, not you, to but, stop, but, no but, but I'm saying like the but, average person, like a lot of these people, the way they talk, it's just like, oh, you break into my house, you're dead on arrival. Right. Right. And now all of a sudden, like, well, it's fu- like, not only do you not have to listen to the police, right? Like, right. She, well, she shouldn't have had to stop and he shouldn't have shot her. He should have, what? She should have just let her through and let everybody else through and just let them do what they want. Right. I mean, and, and the part that really frustrates me with about this insurrection and, and I kind of got into it on social media a little bit and I, I fortunately pulled myself out before I got too involved. But, you know, people talking about, you know, being pissed at the government and, you know, we should take up arms and we should try to bring the government down because they're not doing what we want. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson said this is what we would need to do anyway. Every now and again, you need a good revolution. Like, okay, even if you're right, even if you feel, you know, even if you get two million Americans who feel absolutely justified that the government needs to be taken taken down and and we need to revolt and we, we need to, you know, start over. Okay, even if you're right, and even if you feel that you're justified, you you think that the government should just allow you to do that? You think that they're going to just allow you to do that? Right? You think that you, if you take up arms against the government, right, and you say we're coming in with guns to kidnap uh, the the governor of Michigan, and we're gonna take over the Capitol building, and we're gonna we're gonna insert the person we want to be in the president. You, you think that the government is just going to let you do that? Like, with just no resistance whatsoever? Right? I mean, like, I, I mean, people, like, come, like, and you, you think, you think that the, your constitutional right is to, is to take over the government? Are you out of your fucking mind? Well, the answer to that question is, yes, they are. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I just really admire this guy's courage for, for putting himself out there. And I truly believe it was too. I mean, I can make an argument that he, he could have done it earlier. Yeah, and, but I mean, and, and, but I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying you, you probably could have saved. You know, to your point, you know, saving everybody grief. I, I, I mean, I think with so many other situations, um, the one thing is like, no matter who it was, like we know who these officers are. When when you have a death, especially when it's high profile, right. I think that this information shouldn't have been held as long as it was. I understand why they did it. They wanted to keep them safe, but the reality is, it was going to have to come out at some point. I'm not sure. How much value you gained with the amount of time, like you just allowed the issues with it to fester even more, um, and so you allowed a narrative to build, and and you know you weren't able to get out at, out ahead of it. And now you're kind of chasing it. Um, I don't have an issue with the officer. I do appreciate the fact that he came out, um, and 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 he very well was like to be told, "Don't do it," and right. finally, yeah, and just said, so. "Screw it, I'm going to do it." So, I like I said, I don't have an issue, but I mean. I just wish that they could have done this sooner to kind of quiet the noise behind it. Although, who knows? You, Maybe that doesn't, you know, I mean, does it help anything? I, I, I don't know. You know. All right, man, we got to wrap this up, but we cannot wrap it up without talking See, about. I, here's the thing. I already, I don't like the way this is going already because I think that this is actually there's a lot of there's very serious implications as to what we're about to talk about. And I know that you want to joke about it, but I just oh, okay. I, it's not like right. so. Be serious. Be serious. So. OnlyFans yes. is an online streaming service that has been co-opted by the you know adult uh, sex workers right. um, as a way to make money independently, right? right? Like so, if you wanted to go on OnlyFans, you could start an OnlyFans page and say, "Hey, come see me do whatever," and right. you charge whatever you want. 
you know, $6 a month or $9 as people who charge $25 a month, whatever. And, you know, OnlyFans takes a cut and then you do whatever you do. And, you know, you accumulate as many fans as, or, you know, sure. viewers as you can, and you can get tipped and pay for private videos, all that other stuff. Um, you know, it's just kind of like, it allows, you know, sex workers to kind of take the porn industry into their own hands, right? Now, we're talking about sex, and but the reality is that there are a lot of people, a lot, especially women, who were able to leverage this into a way to support themselves. Um, and a lot of people, again, don't like it because there's sex involved. Okay, get over it. Everybody's doing it except for a small select few people, right? Um, but a lot of women were able to leverage this as a way to supplement their income, especially during the pandemic, right? Like if they were working in, in the hospitality industry, bar, whatever, Strip and it's just clubs, like, whatever. right, all that stuff shut down. Um, and it literally paid the bills for some women um, and people, right? It made a lot too. of money for some people. It made a lot of money for a lot of people. It and wasn't just sex, though. It it's was not just gardening. Sex. And yeah, that, I, mean, but... people, I mean, people use OnlyFans for other things besides sex, but sex is a big driver sure, for sure. this particular site. So it's UK-based, and then they came out and they said, okay, uh, we're actually going to get rid of sexually explicit content. You're not going to be allowed to post it anymore. It's hurting us with investors. It's hurting us with... Uh, uh, with banks and yep. processing and everything else. So we're going to get rid of sexually explicit content and we're going to go strictly with, you know, PG-13 sort of stuff. And there was a huge pushback from sex workers and everything else. And the reality is, is that if only fans had gone through with this, right? Now, mind you, they, so, you know, the surprise ending is that they reverse <laughs> that very quickly. Right. And the reason why they reverse it is because if they go through it, guess what? It ain't gonna matter if you got investors or not because you're gonna fold in about three months. But you wanna wanna see Jim's gardening page? I'll show you me pulling weeds for (laughs) how much you wanna pay to watch me pull weeds. I'll do it. You know, I mean, and there's other people who have only there's a lot of fitness people who are like, oh, come to my OnlyFans and I'll and you know, you can see free workouts and all other stuff, which those people get buried. Like who knows? I I mean, like there's probably not a lot of success with that um, in terms of doing the other things besides the sexually explicit stuff. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's, I, I, you know, I've I've followed some. There are some people I followed because there were people that I knew personally, like from the powerlifting world, like girls who got into it, and like you know, like they put like, hey, link in bio, and you go to the link, and it's like OnlyFans. Like, what are they doing here that they're not doing on Instagram? Like, I, and I'm thinking okay. working out. That's how I literally discovered it. A girl who's a well-known powerlifter um, had an OnlyFans link. I go to it thinking that I'm going to see her working out, and then like the first video that pops up, I'm like, why am I paying nine dollars a month to watch her deadlift when I can do that on Instagram? And then the first one, she is giving herself the ramrod with a giant dildo, and I'm like, oh my, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and so you know, there and there's uh, and just a lot of that, right? And and um, that particular girl. She said she was doing it because her, you know, like she she had her main job and then her supplemental job was working in a bar and she lose she lost that and she lives in California and she with her main job like was just like she couldn't afford to continue to lift and do all these other things and she needed something to supplement her income. So she gave that a try. She ends up making a fuck ton more money doing OnlyFans than, you know, working at any bar, even in California. Um, and she said it was a no brainer. And if you don't have an issue and you're not worried about people seeing you have sex or whatever, um, you know, and her work found out and they ultimately didn't care. Now it's the benefit of being in California because there, I know there was a nurse 
who was doing it. She got, you know, the hospital forced found to out. leave. I'd... Yeah, the hospital found out, and they're just like, yeah, no, nah, this is not going to work. You know, there have been teachers who have done it, who have got busted, and you know, had to kind of make a decision. Um, you know, and it's not all sunshine and roses. Not everybody makes a ton of money. Like, not everybody wants to see everybody. Right. Uh, but I, I just think it's an and and look. Pe- again, people joke about sex work, but it's out there. There are strippers. There are, you know, even people who don't fully strip all the way nude. They're just dancers. There's uh, uh, burlesque shows. There's there's your there's actual, you know, prostitution, sure. especially you go out in places like Vegas and things like that. And you have everything else that goes on in everywhere else, and it all happens underground. And, you know, people have this stigma about sex workers, but the reality is those people are out there, they're, they're, they're doing it and making a living. So we can continue to stigmatize them. We can continue to sit there and make jokes and snicker and everything else. But we are creating a very dangerous place for these people, right? These women are being beaten and raped and killed because they can't get the help that they need by the police because they're not deemed as legitimate, right? Like not only is not only do you get beat by some John, you end up going to jail because you're a prostitute, right? Like so. We need to destigmatize sex work. We need to be more supportive of it because, frankly, a lot of the people who make jokes and snicker about it are the people who are funding this shit, right? Like, so, you know, instead of making jokes about it, we need to support these people in other ways besides just feeding them money and then turning our backs on them in public because we're ashamed of the shit that we do in private. Um, and I think OnlyFans is a way to kind of, it has, has kind of helped to break that a little bit. Um, you know, especially for our trans and, and, and LGBT friends, like this is a way for them to break into sex work and, and have it be a little bit more safer because they can control the environment. Very good points. My snickering and joking is about the fact that they said they were going to get rid of that. Yes. And you're right. It was advertising and banking and whatever. And then basically the whole world said, okay, but you're no longer relevant. Right. Because if you're going to say, oh, you can still get nude content. Gee, that's really hard to find on the internet for free. Right. You know, like I... This is maybe getting a bit off topic and maybe trying to lighten it a bit, but multiple times on Bumble and Tinder, I would connect with a girl and she was like, I don't want to meet you, but why don't you pay for my nude photos? And my answer is always, because I can get a million $2 dimensional photos of naked women for absolutely free. You're not that special. You're just another person on the internet. You could be a 15-year-old dude in Malaysia for all I know. (laughs) So no, I'm not going to pay you $100 for a nude photo. Sorry. Right. Well, you're cheap. No, I'm just not a moron. Right. Or, would, yes, oh, I am. Either way, I don't give a fuck. See you later. <laughs> right. Right. But so when, when OnlyFans tried to pull the content that made them unique and made them yeah. viable. No, it made them money. It, made them it's money. It's the only right. thing that made you money. Right. You take you take away sexually explicit content. And as it, OnlyFans, I said folds in three months. It probably folds before that. In an hour and a half. Right. It's just like, wait a minute. Wait. So, so, wait, investors, where are you going? But you said. But you said. But you said. <laughs> What? <laughs> All right. And I think we said we're done for the show. We did. Thank you very much for listening. We're done. At Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. See ya. 